0: Welcome to I Caught It on Audio, this is Water Cooler Chat Episode 20, Barbarian.
1: okay uh welcome back to the 64 tacos uh i got it on audio podcasts uh today we're doing um sort of a one-off water cooler chat uh of the of a new movie that just came out recently Uh, i think it came out about a month ago in the theaters and then it was released on um, hbo max and some video on demand sites um just last week uh and just in time for the halloween halloween's season um so the movie is called barbarian uh it is directed by a guy named zach kreger which i guess is from the uh Uh,
0: what yep the whitest kids you know yeah whitest
1: kids you know yeah comedy series and then um it is got a pretty full full cast of um We've got Georgina Campbell as a character named Tess, Bill Skarsgård as a guy named Keith, Justin Long, AJ, um, and a few others that are probably not well known enough to say here. Um, So we want to start this off by first saying that there are going to be spoilers. Um, We can't really get around that talking about this movie. And quite frankly, if you really want to have a good experience with this movie, you should go and uh, watch it first and not not listen to things like this um because both both of us uh thought that this was it was really good going in blind without any sort of background or information even the trailer doesn't really give give away a whole lot which is good um so with that being said uh let's get right into it so dan what did you think about this movie so um yeah
0: like you mentioned i uh I, I didn't see much. I, I, I heard some good buzz about it. Yes. Yeah. I, I was starting a pod, like to listen to a podcast while I was driving for work and somebody mentioned, Hey, you know, it's, it was great going in blind. And I thought, you know what? If I actually want to watch this movie, I'm going to do that. I had yeah. seen the trailer already. Uh, and the trailer, as you said, is pretty nondescript. It looks like a basic Airbnb style, you know, um, horror movie where, you know, uh, the, the creepy, the creepy guy answers the door and, oh, should you go in? And, you know, and, and then he's going to basically murder you and make a pile of your body parts. Um, that's what right. that's the impression that the trailer gives, which is great because um, I didn't. It's, I, yeah, it, it's, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's <laughs> not that, which yeah. is, which is, and I think uh, subverting expectations is the thing this, this movie does best. Yeah. Um, so I uh I I really enjoyed this um because it had some it had some la- like laugh out loud moments for me not that it's strictly comedy or anything but yeah there were moments where I started laughing um I was surprised um uh I would say it was all, it was a it was pretty great um uh I'm not sure if the ending was the best um that was a little yeah it, it was it, it didn't 100% land for me but it was it was it was really good Still, I, yeah. I wasn't like it ruined it or there was some weird twist at the end that 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 sort of undercut everything. A la high tension, uh, mm-hmm. one of the yeah. worst twists I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, what, what are your, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so I'm in the same boat. Uh, I I had no idea what was going on and or you know what was what I was about to embark on and um and it's and it starts off kind of slow, you know, with the Airbnb stuff, and then I just love how it like it takes you down this never ending rabbit hole. Uh, like it just, it keeps peeling back layers and like something new and something, you know, and a new kind of a new direction. And you're like, what's this? you where are we going now? You know? So it's a, so to get into spoilers, you've got, you know, you've got this, this um, woman named Tess. She's in Detroit trying to get to her, um, to go to a job interview and she's staying at an Airbnb. And when she gets to the Airbnb in a really run down, terrible part of town, like why would you ever get an Airbnb there? And And
0: interestingly, though, she arrives in the middle of the night. Right. Um, She's not from Detroit, which is where the the movie's set. Yeah. And it it just looks like everybody else's lights are off. Um, Yes. It's it's dark and rainy. I mean, it's it's dark horror movie style, so that makes it creepy. But there's a really great moment when she leaves for her interview in the morning, where you see that this is the only functional house on the entire street, and you're like.
1: everything's everything's run down everything's tagged you know yeah and and so um so she, she you know she's trying to get into the house and and the the key not there in the box and one and finally this guy you know she's about to go back to her car and try and go somewhere else or do something else and this guy comes to the door and he's like hey what's up you woke me up you know and she's like uh, well what are you doing here this is my airbnb and he's like no this is i got this on homes away or some other some other company that's like airbnb so i got double booked and and then they try and figure out you know like how to make the best of the situation And so he offers for her to stay there and she's kind of reluctant because yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem like a terrible guy, but also he could be a creepazoid or he could, you know, like there are all kinds of horror stories that talk about Airbnbs where things go South, you know? So it could easily be something where the guy, um, got there first or got you know knew what the code was maybe stayed there before got got the code for the key went in there before her and then had this ruse of like oh yeah i'm just here. you can't go anywhere else so you know you could just hang out here and then drugs her and does all kinds of terrible things to her um but that's not what happens uh which is surprising and also pleasant you know
0: <laughs> you know, and yeah, I want to mention, um, number one, the casting of Bill Scarsgard Skarsga- is genius, yeah. because you think of it, like most famously, yes. he's like the guy from it, you know, yeah. like Pennywise, the uh, the scary, scary clown. Right. And he has, he has like this sort of like, like haunted, like disturbed look on like to his yeah, face.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying. He's got like this sort of vacant look just just naturally. That's how he looks. And then his slightly or maybe even not slightly lazy eye. Also, yeah, always yeah, yeah. Creeps, creeps me. Out. <laughs> no,
0: I thought, I thought in it when I saw it that they were doing that on purpose, like it was an effect. Yeah. Like he has, he has like one eye that you know, I, I lots of people have that it. It, it doesn't yeah. mean anything, but it's, like no. it's, it's <laughs> it, it it adds a little bit to it, and yeah. he play he plays it super well because our expectations are oh I don't trust this guy oh and it's Bill Skarsgård and then he he plays it he plays it like he's uh, he's actually a decent guy, but he's like awkward, which you could yeah. read as he's trying his best to make her feel comfortable and safe, but you could yeah. also read as this guy's a lunatic. And as soon as she goes to sleep, the bad shit's going to start going down. So yeah. uh, he is really well played uh, um, by, by guard there.
1: It was so perfect because, because yeah, like you, like you said that, you know, she could, it's like, he's, he's kind of being awkward for, you know, like he's trying to be nice, but also maybe he's put out, but he's trying not to act like he's put out. I mean, they even had that conversation where she was saying, well, if this was if this was me here and you showed up to the door, I wasn't ever going to open that door. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's totally, totally true of the, you know, the the gender gender things.
0: That's like the first social issue that gets kind of brought up. It it doesn't make a, a big it doesn't make a meal of all its social commentary, but it does right. sort of have it floating around. And there it's like a. Yeah, easy, easy for you to say. Like, uh, well, let's. I'm I'm a nice guy and everything, but like, if you're a woman, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm more at risk. It's not to say that you know men can't be victimized by women, but it's far more common that it's the other way around. Right. And yeah, they come out and talk about it. And she's, you know, he's like, oh, hey, you didn't see me make the tea. Let me, I can make you a cup. You can watch. Or I can, I didn't open this bottle of wine yet. And you're like, wait, are you you trying to like get her drunk? But he's like, hey, you know, I have this wine, which could have been a setup. And I I, I waited to open it. And like, you're kind of like, you're trying really hard to put her at ease. But at the same time, I I can understand that. Like, (laughs) you're like, hey, man, I, I, I'm not trying to be a creep here, uh, but you know, I don't want you to sleep in your car or or whatever. And so it's this, it's this, it's this, you could read it either way. And that's, that's what works so well about it. She's justified in her distrust of him. Any woman probably should be justified, you know, in in being like, ah, screw this. I'll just drive back to the airport and and go in long-term parking
1: for the night, you know? Right and And even him being even him recognizing you know that she's not drinking the tea and that she's apprehensive was a little bit creepy in and of itself um but so then then they they sleep uh, you know they go to sleep and uh and she wakes up in the middle of the night and notices that the door is is open, and there's yeah. sort of like a weird kind of screechy screamy type of sound kind of off in the distance almost she doesn't really know where it's coming from um and she goes. And, he, and, uh, Keith, uh, the Bill, Bill Skarsgård character is, is sleeping on the couch, but he's having like some sort of nightmare and kind of tossing and turning and, and she goes to kind of wake him up and he's just freaked out. Cause he's like, well, what are you doing? You know? Cause she was invading his space and, um, and she's like, well, the door was open. Did you open the door? Nope. He didn't open up the door. So what the heck is going on? You know? And, and also in the background, you see, uh, the, the, the door to, like a pantry or closet or basement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't know yet at that point, but then, yeah. you know, it's slowly closing. Um, and it's some like, doors okay. do. It's not, that's yes. not definitive anything, but
0: right. of course you're watching Horror movies. so you're like, yeah. uh, you know, it
1: adds to the creep factor. Yep. And so, um, uh, like the next morning he asked, he goes off and does something and she goes to do her interview. And then when she comes back to the house, uh, she, what was the precipice for her going down to the basement to find a, um, to she, find a, she, toilet a paper. Ball? or no toilet no, paper that was toilet what it. Was. Paper. Yeah, she toilet she paper.
0: she was like, "Oh, uh, uh, okay, we're out." Looked everywhere in the house and of course there it is at the bottom of the steps right. to the scary scary basement, yep. which you know, that's a classic trope. That's the thing. Yes. The tropes are layered pretty heavy in yep. the first like half hour of the movie, which just pushes your expectations in a specific direction. And she does right. the thing that we love to complain about in in horror movies, uh, which is, "Hey, w- don't go down there." Yeah. You know, like, why are you? Why are you just exploring? Like,
1: but like, I mean, you you need to wipe, right? So what else are you, yeah. you going to
0: do? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So yeah, so she so she goes down there. Uh, she grabs the toilet paper, and just as she gets back up to the top of the steps, the door that we saw close last night, yep, closes again, and yep. it's locked.
1: Right. So yep. it has this sort of like auto closing and not really a feature, but just, it's just that type of door. I think, uh, you know, it just, yeah. it just kind of naturally sort of swings back shut. So then she's stuck in the basement. She starts puttering around, you know, uh, seeing she doesn't have her phone or anything. So she's kind of there until somebody, somebody oh, shows up.
0: Oh, oh, we, f- we forgot an important thing. Uh, just before this, when she comes back from her interview, number one, the person she interviews with is like, where are you staying? Oh Oh my God. Why are you staying there? Right. You shouldn't be there. That's, that's not good. The harbinger trope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, And, and so, uh, and, and then when she gets back and she, she's already on edge now, I mean, she was on edge when she woke up and saw she's in, you know, like urban blight. And then she gets told that's a dangerous neighborhood for somebody who lives in Detroit or at least has been in Detroit. And then she gets back and this homeless dude comes running up to her as she's getting out of her car and she's freaked out. He's like, yeah. get away, get away, get out of there. You know, like you see, he's, he's don't, like, don't yelling, go into
1: that house, little yep. girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, and so she runs quick, quick, uh, gets the key out of the lock, gets her way in and she's panicked and she calls the cops. And that's why she leaves her phone because she got it out to call the cops and it was running around like crazy. Um, and there's, there's another, uh, another thing that we'll touch back on a little bit later, but I just wanted to mention that now, while well, well, before we went into the basement fully. Yeah.
1: So in the basement, she starts poking around and she finds this door, this, this, um, rope that when you pull on the rope, it opens up a door. And when she goes, she, uh, sort of manufactures, she doesn't have a flashlight or anything. So she manufactures a light source to the, um, you know, down the hallway with like, uh, a mirror you yeah, know leaning a mirror on a chair leaning and- a mirror with the with the light that's there in the basement yep. and so she goes she finally you know musters the courage goes down there and she finds there's a light switch and and a, a room and the room is kind of like this dank you know not much on the any on the wall nothing on the walls or anything with a, just a bed a really disgusting bed and a bucket and a tripod with a vhs camcorder on it and it's just all sorts of Creep out, like, what the heck is this room used for? You know,
0: it looks like a murder room, basically, yes. uh, or yeah. a, a place that you record your sexual assaults. Yes, uh, and then to top it all off, the cherry on top is a bloody handprint on the wall. Right. Um, and then she's like, fuck this, and she yeah. just takes
1: it off. <laughs> nope, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and then re- she's able to get the key out to the to the guy. Cause the, the Keith guy shows back up yep. and she can see him through the window and she's able to get the key out to him. And then he opens up and comes in there.
0: They, they get out, they get back in, the door's unlocked again. Um, and she is freaking out because, well, yep. you know, because she saw what she just saw. Uh, so that's understandable. And he's like, Hey, quiet, slow down, slow down. Like I, I don't understand you. You're saying, and he's like missing the important point. He's not getting the message that this is that room is bad news. So he's like, I'm just going to go look. Can you just wait for me? So the door doesn't lock me down. Like you said, it happened to you. Can you just, just wait up here? I'm gonna go check it out. So he shoots down there and she stays up. Uh, She doesn't love the idea, but she doesn't want to abandon him, which is uh, one of her good character points as we find out. Um, So she's kind of like, all right, all right. And then he goes down there. She can kind of hear him. And then, She's calling out, hey, Keith, Keith, and he doesn't respond. So she's like, ah, I can't leave him. So she goes down to the basement again. She stands in the doorway. She's and this was like really good acting by her. You know, like the the the, the scared, the scared female protagonist that's in every yeah. horror movie. She actually was really effective. Like the way she was like calling out his name, like it was really choked out. I thought that was really, really good acting. Um, and I know normally you're kind of like, yeah, 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 scary, scary, scary. You just go down there and, and make the plot happen. But no, I thought she, would, she did a really good job. And so she goes to the end of the hallway again, looks in the room. He's not there. Um, But uh, does she trip or something? She bumps into the wall.
1: Yeah. So she backs up or something, or she hears something beyond like further away. And she notices that the wall is also another door that opens up down into a stairway that goes down. And, and yeah. And I, I love how the, um, you know the the classic trope of don't go down, go don't go there alone, don't you know don't do this, don't you know use the buddy system, get backup. That that all of that stuff is happening. You know that like none of these people are are being smart about about like oh I need to go and and get help or I need to go and find a weapon or uh, you know anything. It's just they just keep going and then it's like. Okay, well, let's see what happens. And uh, she goes down the um, the stairway. It's like a uh, a hand
0: hewn, very. It's not even as well finished as the uh, basement level hall and room that she was in init- initially. Right. It's like rickety stairs. It's way way down. It's like carved out of rock. It's it's a uh, and there's uh, and then there's like giant metal grates and stuff. It looks like some sort of underground prison from like. Like the gulag or something it's it's uh yeah. definitely not somewhere you would want to go at all but she's trying to do the right thing
1: yeah at this point she she had gotten her phone back so she uses the camera the uh the light you know from the flash for from her phone to light her way and she goes you know she keeps going a little ways in there and then uh she finds keith comes towards her and He's all spooked and he, and I think he was saying something like, you know, go, go, we got to get out of here. And she's like, what's going on? And then right behind him comes a figure. <laughs> a very naked very womanly figure and just proceeds to pummel his head into the side of the wall and i think she also before she before she sees him she sees some cages some like yep, metallic cages yep. that look like they're about the size of humans or small humans you know could be in there yep so she of course naturally freaks out and uh runs and away and get, gets gets yep. yeah she 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 screams she goes
0: to run and then it's a hard cut yep. to the Pacific ocean, uh, which was one of the funniest. I, I laughed out loud when I was watching it you know, <laughs> in, in my room. I was like, what in the, what the fuck? Like it was a great cut. Cause it was so unexpected. Yep. Uh, and then what happens next is we get to hear, uh, I looked it up the songs. I didn't, I, it was familiar, but it's Ricky Tiki Tavi. It's a, it's like okay. a novelty um, novelty, like folk pop song by Donovan. Uh, From like the 60s or 70s. And we've got Justin Long uh, cruising around in his like vintage uh, convertible down the Pacific Coast Highway, just living it up, you know, complete, complete change of tone.
1: He's AJ Gilbride, some sort of sitcom actor person. And uh, he's talking to like his agent or something on the phone. And they're giving him the bad news that uh, he's his pilot. uh, He's been removed from the pilot episodes of of the uh show that he had just filmed uh because of a uh sexual assault um charge from uh one of his co um cast co-cast members yep and so he of course starts freaking out and um and he's like i didn't do it whatever you know it just makes a, a big deal out of it and they're like well just calm down um and uh and then I think it start. It goes to him. He doesn't. Uh, he's he's talking to his like um, financial person who's saying he doesn't have enough money to survive, and he needs to, uh, especially with all this, these legal bills coming in, and he's got no income because the thing that he <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was supposed to be be doing to make income is not is not working. Uh, and so he's just, you know, and it, and it works really well because he's got, it's, it's like the whole cancel culture thing. Um, he's essentially getting canceled and we don't know whether it's for good reason or not.
0: He's arguing that this is oversensitivity is blown out of proportion. The problem is that everyone's freaking out about nothing. Uh, and then the, his, 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 his accountants like, Hey man, I got to drop you. I'm yeah. not going to work with you anymore. You know, classic right uh, move. But he does mention when he's describing his options before he does that. He's like, "Well, you could sell your house in in Malibu or wherever." And he, he, Justin Long, uh, AJ, clearly doesn't want to do that because he's fancies himself, you know, uh, quite the uh, the uh, the actor playboy. And yeah. he mentions his properties in Detroit, and the the accountants like those aren't just those just aren't worth that much. Yeah. So then he's, but you know, he he doesn't he knows best, so he goes back to Detroit in order to, uh, yeah, of course, sell the properties. Yeah. Um, so we, I think it's been a couple of weeks, based on what his conversation with the uh, the person who's managing his property as an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, but a couple of weeks after we've cut away from the presumably dead Keith and the screaming um, uh, Tess is Tess, right? Yes, is that yep. right. Screaming um, and captured Tess. <laughs> yep. Uh, he saunters in, and it's this great. Um, It's this great contrast. The the nervous woman at night, not sure what to do, doesn't want to put herself in danger. That whole thing that that we have going on in the first act and the second act, he saunters in like he well, he literally owns a place, but he couldn't he has no cares in the world about about anything. He wanders in, he calls his parents and, you know, he's kind of it's implied that his dad sucks but he definitely sucks because he basically doesn't want to go see his parents, even though he's in town. Yep. Um, and then he calls up his bro, uh, and he's like, yeah, let's go. You know, and then they go out and drinking and stuff. And there you get to hear what actually happened with the actress, which is right. Which is like, yeah. Okay. So he basically pressured her into it. And, uh, you can read between lines. Just
1: needed, yeah. She just needed some warming up, man. She <laughs> yeah, just needed to be little, warmed up. <laughs> a little convincing.
0: And you're know, yeah. like, uh, okay. Well then, yeah. Okay. I think we know what this guy actually did then.
1: It gives you a bad vibe, but yeah, yeah you're, you're actually right. You're absolutely right about the, uh, the, the contrast because like we know as the audience, there is something messed up going on in this house. We don't know exactly what we know the horror that is in the basement. Uh, deep down the, the, the stairs. Um, but we don't know exactly like how bad it is or what, what, you know, this crazy, this crazy naked lady is, is capable of. Um, and so he's just there all drunk and it's like, what's going to happen next? But, but in a way it kind of, you have, you have the sigh of relief from all of the tension that was building up from, from the other characters, but now there's new tension that's starting to build because this guy is there and he doesn't know what's yep. going on or what, what awaits him, but we kind of do a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that, it's that Hitchcock thing where the audience knows that he doesn't. So he's, I mean, that's kind of the premise of most horror movies, you know, something bad's going to happen, but we actually know that yeah. bad murders are happening, you know, uh, on the property. So then he, uh, he's mad because they left their stuff there and everything's exactly where it was left when we right. cut away from our, our our first act protagonists. So he's like, oh, this, this, this is bullshit, whatever. Um, yeah. And then he's like, he's clearly trying to sell it. So he goes down into the basement and he sees the rig, yeah. like the light down the hallway, the creepy hallway. He walks down there, he walks down the hall, he looks in the murder room. Yep. But it, it's hilarious because the first thing he thinks is, can I count this in square footage when I'm selling right. it? Right.
1: Yeah. So he immediately goes to find the the tape measure. Yeah. And then he yeah, and it was just I was cracking up because yeah. he's going and like I'm just like, "No, you don't understand, dude." And he's just going and measuring stuff and, so he measures and doing it the and math. And then he he bumps the doorway to the really creepy
0: part and you're like, "Oh, now he gets it." And he bumps it yeah. up. And he's like, "Whoa." It's like whoa and he starts and measuring, he starts down. measuring he's like sweet this, this all counts right <laughs> yeah
1: yep. <laughs> and he keeps just kind of going down there and then he sees the room with the light on and it's it's like yes. got all these these um blankets and stuff on the ground mm-hmm. and there's this video on a you know old school tv with like a vhs on loop that's showing like how to breastfeed yeah, children it's like a how to like,
0: video like yeah. a vhs lo-fi you know uh first time mothers sort of like uh, guide thing Thing. And yeah. like the, it, the room is trashed, but at least there's like, you know, blankets and clothes and, and, you know, electricity and stuff, uh, in contrast to the rest of the, of the, of the, of the, this underground dwelling, um, that's under the house. And so he's like, that's creepy. I guess I'll just yep. keep going.
1: And then he starts getting attacked and, uh, yeah,
0: and a uh, crazy, crazy naked lady, uh, who's, who seems to be rather gigantic. Um, yes, very large and, and strong, and extremely
1: fast and strong. Yep. Um, and he, he falls into this pit thing yep, and that's where yep. Yep, he finds uh Tess and he also, he, uh, we should also mention he has a flashlight. Uh, he found, he brought a he knife
0: brought and a something. flashlight. Yeah. Like an, yeah. like an old fashioned flashlight.
1: Yeah. And just a pairing paring knife from yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, he needed to have you know some something to protect himself.
0: Well, he was smarter in that way because <laughs> yes. uh, Keith and Tess did not think to to yeah. grab a, like a, a kitchen knife. Right. Um, but yeah, so he's down there. He's trapped. He has no idea what's going on. But clearly, it's been since it's been a bit. Tess knows what's going on. She's like, shh, quiet. Yeah. You know, like don't make you know, her upset. Don't make her angry. Then she'll get upset and.
1: And she's she, sort of <laughs> acting out
0: that they're her children. Yeah, so she she passes this this um, <laughs> bottle with yeah. a, with like a giant old school like nursing nipple. Yeah, like on the end and it's like on a wire. It's your Baba. It looks disgusting. (laughs) And she's like, you know, she's trying to get them to drink and and he's like, no. And then Tess is like drink, you know, and she, she she, drinks out of it. It's creepy and nasty, but she's smart enough to be like, okay, well she can kill us. So yeah. Yeah. And then, so he refuses. So she opens up the grate that traps them. And then like, with zero effort, just drags him jumps out and drags her him with her, yeah. and takes her back to the purple room, which I could imagine at that point uh, AJ is wishing he would have drunk from that nasty uh, <laughs> bottle yeah. because yes. she makes him. Uh, I don't I don't know if she's actually like you know capable of nursing, but yeah. um she she uh, mimics the videotape she she puts yeah. she puts a yeah. Uh, it, it, he wants Biddy, in, in her opinion. So uh, yeah. that, that's <laughs> what he gets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and at, the, and, and uh, at this point, like you as the viewer, you're just like, what the hell am I watching? What is going on? Yeah, and where is this going to go
0: next? <laughs> it's pretty horrifying. But in, in, in this panic, um, or this, this not panic, or this anger, uh, she leaves the grate off and Tess yeah. managed to scramble out. Right. Um, and, uh, so she's, she goes to escape, uh, and then, um, I think she steps on his stupid, um, uh, measuring tape. Um, yeah. And it starts and, making
1: all kinds of noise yep. and that alerts the naked lady to you know, that she's, that's something, someone's there, or someone's trying to leave or whatever. And then the chase, um, and then she,
0: so she she gets out of the house by smashing out through that same window that she got pulled out of. Right. Yeah. And then she she has now like been underground for two weeks.
1: The door the door somehow closed and, and, and probably on AJ or something earlier. Probably yeah. And so yeah, she's she's gotta go through the through the window. And did, did the uh, did the homeless guy help her out? No. I don't <laughs> Not think yet,
0: so. not yet. She gets out. No, I think oh, he no, did. He,
1: he yeah. did because then he was explaining to her that there's worse stuff. Like it was a nice little sort yes. of foreshadowing. He's like that. The, the lady, the naked lady, isn't even the worst thing down there. <laughs>
0: yeah. So basically we realized that he was trying to warn her. because right. He's seeing some stuff go down. So, uh, her assumption that he was homeless. So he was just trying to get her, you yeah. know, assuming that poor people don't have good intentions yeah. uh, was another little social commentary, but she, right. she, he's like, you need to not be here at night at night. She comes out and he's like, Oh yeah. great. That's, that's awesome. So she just wanders through this abandoned neighborhood for a few miles, eventually finds a gas station, calls the cops uh, who she talked to earlier, but they were like, basically like, eh, yeah. you don't see the homeless guy. Uh, eh, we don't have any cruisers. Sorry. Uh, So then this time she the cops actually show up at the gas station she's like, you know, and I think she realizes as she's talking to them, she's like, she's like keyed up. She's exhausted. She's dirty. Her clothes are torn. She looks homeless. Yeah, completely. And not to mention that, you know, uh, she's uh, she's a person of color. Right. Uh, So there was another commentary, the cops ignoring, you know, I mean, we in Michigan know very well. Uh, authority ignoring the complaints of uh, minorities is sometimes problematic and i think there was a little bit of into of that too
1: yeah the those the whole the whole interaction and thing with the cops was was awesome social commentary because it, that's that's a lot of what happens whether whether it's you know uh, People of color or minorities being ignored, whether it's homeless people being ignored, and uh, whether it's just regular old people that have, you know, have a claim to, to something happening and being ignored. And so it, it kind of, yep. it, it shows the realities it. and it's not to say that the, that the police are necessarily bad in this situation. Um, I think they're, they're kind of painted that way in this movie, but it's, it's more, more saying that the situation uh, yeah. is the police are doing all that they can. And all, and what they, what they have is, they have to go to the calls. They, they're short staffed. They have to just go to the calls that are that are most important or highest priority. And this crazy lady doesn't seem like a very high priority. It's like, well, just go get high somewhere. You'll be fine. When she's not, and she's trying to tell them, hey, I've just been kidnapped and almost murdered and someone is about to be murdered. And they just, they're like, oh, okay, we'll take us to the house. And oh, all right, we don't see, you can't get in. We, we yep. don't see anything, whatever, you know? And so they they're almost to the point of like telling her that they're going to arrest her and and make her, you know, sleep it off or whatever.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, no. To their credit, they show up at the house, but they're not really they're not believing her. They're like the house looks fine. The only thing I see is a smashed out window which you said you broke and now you're yeah. kicking the door and pulling on it. It's not your house. Yeah. You know, just so they don't believe her at all. They get another call, they take off. And she's like, and listen, we know that AJ is a garbage human being. Yeah. Um but uh you know she doesn't she, well she doesn't and also does that justify leaving someone to die well maybe i, I don't i don't know <laughs> but, but like she doesn't know that he's a garbage human being other than he didn't take her she he didn't listen to her but you know panicked moment so okay whatever but she yeah. decides nope i got i gotta I, I should i she goes back to her car and she's like should i leave or should i stay should i leave or should i stay and then she 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 pops the car in a drive and just powers forward. And what we didn't see is that the um, the uh, it's now nighttime and the uh, the the lady has come out and she pins her against the house, just smashes into the front of the house and pins her.
1: So there was, this, I think, a scene before that that kind of like um, gave it a nice kind of time, time segue or time, you know, time jump, um, which was that's where we get introduced to the um, the homeowner. Mm. The mm-hmm. in, it was back in like the 80s, and um, this guy named I think his name was like Frank, um, and and it, it's like so it's another pivot point, and that's one of the things I thought was really cool about this movie yes. is how how it started builds up and you get to this certain point and then it pivots to something completely different and kind of like you let out a sigh of relief uh, but then you start kind of building again on the, this new path and so as as we're watching this frank guy it's very apparent that so he's the guy who owns this house originally i
0: looked up uh, when that um i don't know if it's a if it's an asia song or what but there was a song playing. I looked it up. That song came out in '82, and they okay. mentioned Reagan, so it's early '80s. Yes. And the, the neighborhood is pristine; like yes. every house looks like his house. Um, his neighbors are all out in the, in the road. It, it looks like you know astroturf instead of grass. It's so it's so green. Um, right. And so like you, he basically doesn't say much. We see him go to the store. He goes. He uh, he goes to get
1: diapers and you know supplies yeah like uh, pay, uh sh- plastic sheeting which yeah. is, is kind of uh, you know it's yeah. weird you know it's like i need plastic sheeting and diapers and then and then the lady gives him uh she's like oh you got a new baby coming oh yeah you know and then she gives him like the the, the vhs yeah, yeah the that, yeah. that video that's being played i yeah. love the, those those little those little like precursors or those echoes of of other things that's going on um and you don't you know it's subtle you don't really if you're not Paying a huge attention, you don't really know.
0: and Another another cool thing is they he, they don't tell us anything, and like there's no narration or conversation that gives away anything. We we right. sort of infer it that yes, um, because when when he leaves the grocery store with his supplies, he he sees a uh, a young woman leaving also, uh, like a young mother, I'm guessing, in in her car, and he's yep. like okay, and then he follows her follows to her house. Her
1: waits till she gets inside the house and everything and then go puts on like this uh, sort of overall type of jumpsuit and goes and pretends like he's a um, like Like a a water utility (laughs) worker and that he's got to check on something and when he goes in he goes into a bathroom and while you know she's not around he like flips the little lock on the on the window and again it's all really subtle stuff but it's all inference like there's no like there's there isn't a narrator or someone explaining what's going on it's just you see it. It and you, it, you, like, you may not know immediately, but it starts to sort of make sense where it's going and what what you're seeing and what's yeah. happening. So
0: our conclusion is this guy is abducting and impregnating and you know, yes, assume, I'm guessing killing women, yeah, uh, holding them in cages, um, and has been since the 80s, yes. Um, and so that's that's the other evil the homeless guy is talking about. So right. and then we cut back to, to Tess and that's when she does the, the pin, the, the, the crazy lady against the house yep. um, thing. And so then she's like, all right, I got to go. I got to go get him out. I got to go save this other dude, this AJ
1: yep. guy. So she shoots back down there. Um, Before that, though, uh, yeah. there, AJ has the interaction where he actually goes deeper into the tunnels and he yes. finds the Frank character, old and decrepit, basically on his deathbed. And, uh, and he, the Frank guy motions to this end table and he pulls out a gun while AJ is looking at a VHS tape, a recorded VHS tape. And he's just like, man, you are so sick like this yeah. is disgusting you we don't get to see what's on on the screen thankfully which is,
0: which is fine and well, there's there's dozens again, of tapes like they yeah, yeah, dozens, dozens of
1: tapes with, with either labels. names or
0: descriptions it's, it's really creepy he's been doing yes. it for decades now he's old
1: and again the inference is um these were all recorded in that in that disgusting room with yep. the tripoded, you know vhs re- uh, you know recorder camcorder and so so while he's kind of getting to know that or getting to know the character or whatever. Then the Frank guy pulls out a gun from the end table and, and shoots himself. And so you're thinking, Oh, he's going to kill this other guy. And then, but then he just kills himself. Then AJ grabs the gun and starts, uh, trying to make his way out. Well, Tess is now coming down to rescue him. And of course, in AJ's panic, he shoots her.
0: Uh, he shoots her like in the, in the stomach. um, and then he's like, "Oh shit! I'm sorry." And then so he helps her up. They uh, they go up the stairs. They get out into the front yard, and then the uh,
1: the homeless guy is there. And they also realize that that the that the naked woman is not yes, pinned. She was to the pinned house anymore,
0: but is no longer. So the homeless guy is like, "Or no, I don't know if they go find him."
1: You know, they're, they're going down, they're going down the road, trying to leave. And he's it's the come with me if you want to live type of, (laughs) you know, where, where he's like, Hey, uh, I've got a safe space over here. You know, she never comes over here. And so he takes, takes them over there. This is one of the, yep. This is one of the few times where I thought they didn't, they
0: told rather than show because he basically becomes the explainer of, of, uh, you know, uh, exposition are around this campfire. And he's like, this is what happened. It's like third, fourth generation, you know, incest. He's he had he, they had the, the women got pregnant and then he, he attacked their daughters. And, you know, like mm-hmm. it kind of explains it all. It doesn't explain. He's been there for 15 years. He says doesn't explain yeah. how he knows everything he knows. It was a little bit dubious. Um, yeah. So there's a little bit of like, you know, hey, let's just explain it all out, which I don't think was entirely necessary. But the last thing he says is I've been living here for 15 years. You're safe here. She's never come in. And, and got me. I'm still here. And then she immediately like then, leaps yeah, out. She, she
1: busts through the wall. Kool-Aid man <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, that's right. And it, man. Just, it just goes to town on that guy. She rips, she him. rips, rips his arm off and beats him to and death. With his arm, beating him with the arm. Yeah. So, so now she's we know got she's like strong, superhuman. Yeah. yeah superhuman yeah. strength.
0: So, uh, so AJ and uh, and uh, Tess make a run for it while she's finishing him off and they're right by this this old water tower. So they go all the way up the steps and AJ's like, after around the fire, talking about how he doesn't know if he's a good person or not. And, you know, he, I feel like I have to do the right thing. And, you know, he's like, has this like moment of like self-reflection and he's yeah. think. To- Hey man, maybe this guy can be redeemed. Maybe well, then, he'll be
1: redeemed. <laughs> as soon
0: as there's like panic, he kind of leaves her behind. She can still climb the steps, but he's like, Hey, hurry up, hurry up. And he's like, he's running way ahead of her. And yeah. they go all the way to the top of this water tower. And, uh, and then they get up there and then here, here comes the, uh, the creepy old lady. Uh, well, I don't know. She's that old, but the, the very dirty and scary and powerful, crazy lady. So she comes all the way to the top and he's like, um, well, well, uh uh you, you you can't be saved' you're, you're hurt you can't run but I can be yeah. saved and then he just shoves her off the side of the uh of the water tower uh, because he correctly realizes that um this mother uh like this 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 crazy lady sees her as her child that's because she has been playing along with her for right. a while she was in captivity so she dives after her here's another thing that didn't really make sense. He, she was like a second behind at least right and then somehow managed to fall faster than Tess yep. and land underneath her so yes. when uh breaking <laughs> the fall
1: enough yeah, to which, yeah
0: okay it, it, i mean that's like some like uh that's like some uh, da vinci code level bs you know yeah. jumping out of a helicopter you're like uh okay that doesn't work but whatever
1: it was too convenient, yeah. kind of for for the for the re- ridiculousness of the scene, but but it was still it was still fun in its own way. You know, it was kind of eh, I, I, the the physics of that don't really work, but uh, yeah. okay, you know, we'll 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 suspend disbelief for for this. So he runs back down and finds out that Tess is still alive. And he's like, sorry, sorry, you know, and then, but then also the, the mother, the, the, the woman, the naked woman, of which I, I think they referred to as the mother. Um, at least mm-hmm. that's what it was on Wikipedia. That's what it was um, in the end credits. Yes. Okay. And so uh, she, think. she wakes up and then proceeds to like, crush his his eyeballs into his eye sockets and crush his head or
0: she rips it. She rips, she shoves her thumbs into his eyes and they explode, which is pretty gross. And she like tears his head in two right down the middle.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's got it coming, I suppose, but it was was pretty horrific. Uh, yeah. And
1: I I think, so the, the gun had dropped when they were going up because, because he was just such a, a clumsy, useless dude. Yeah. He gets the gun out. (laughs) <laughs> he dropped the gun at the very top or whatever and it fell down. And then I think, I think, uh, he had picked it up on the way back down, right? Because yeah. then it was close by. But then after, after, um, the, the mother, killed him then the gun was back on the ground and she went over and started like you know caressing or whatever Tess uh, being motherly
0: she she was doing the same things that the video told her to do like rubbing rubbing her forehead and and like rubbing down her nose which we saw iterated in in the VHS video in the creepy purple room right because that's
1: all she's ever learned she's never gone and done anything else anywhere at all and but then Tess is within um, arm's length of the gun grabs the gun and shoots her right in the face and then it immediately cuts right there and you're like oh it's over it's done but then it's not quite like it, It you know, it comes back and starts doing the credits, and she starts just sort of walking down, sauntering down the street in her dilapidated gun wound yep. and, and falling off of a water tower wounds and all of that. Yeah, she's somehow,
0: I guess, kind of great that the, uh, you know,
1: it's the last girl
0: trope, I suppose. But yes. we actually, you know, you want her to live uh, yes. because she's the, she's the, She's the the protagonist who actually was you no. Know, I mean Keith also was actually a decent person, right? But you know he's dead. AJ, well AJ can suck it. Um, yeah, but but, <laughs> but she she didn't have to go back to to save AJ or go back to try to save Keith. She could have left twice and and she doesn't. Right. Yeah. Um, despite the reasons that she should. And so it's kind of nice that she revives. The, the song at the end is the Ronettes uh, Be My Baby, which okay, is, yeah. you know, kind of a nice point. And also, I'm pretty sure, no, they aren't a Motown group. Maybe maybe they are a Motown group. Anyway, you know, Detroit, all that. But so I, I the first, to me, the first act one, the, the traditional horror, like Scary Basement, you know, Thriller was perfect uh-huh. um, because of, the, the fact that they undercut a lot of that stuff with Act 2. Act 2 was great because it was a very different tone, but it all kind of wound back to the same place. And then right. and it had some great contrast with Act 1. Act 3 had the most problems, but it was still pretty good. I wouldn't say, like, it ruins the movie or anything. It was just the weakest part of the movie, I think. Right. Um. But, like, the movie... Had plenty to say, you know, um, about you know Me Too, about homeless, how people are treated by the police, you know what women have to like think about when they're out in the world. Lots of stuff to say, but it did it didn't need any of that stuff to be an effective horror movie.
1: Yeah, and it was certainly not like ramming any of that down our throats. It was it was all sort of subtle subtextual things yep. in the background it's like if you pick up on that you get what you get what they're trying to say yeah but it's not like oh i gotta hammer you over the head with this so that you get the message you know yep. and, I, and i much prefer that type of storytelling
0: yep it even it even addressed the the white flight thing back in the early 80s this neighbor's like we gotta get out of here this neighborhood's going to shit yeah um, which is exactly what happened in the years after the 69 or 68 uh, race riots in Detroit. Well, that's when everyone, I mean, Detroit now is, there's hardly any white people in Detroit proper. They're all in the Gross Point and, you know, in yeah. and, and the, the surrounding, like Royal Oak. All, they're all around Detroit and they work in Detroit, but there's very few white people. So it, it sort of talks about that a little bit too. And the neighborhood went from being this sort of like pristine suburban, you know, like paradise to like, just, just like a, like, look, it looked like a war zone at the end. Um, yeah. so that, that was another thing they mentioned, but all of the stuff I wanted to say was they mentioned it and it, and it made sense in the context and it may, and it, and it affected the decisions and, and, and the, the twisting of the plot. Like it wasn't like, it was, it was like when the cops Decided to leave, it was like, Oh, I can see they they think she's a crackhead. Yep. Or like a meth head or whatever. They're like, Oh, yeah, no, you're we're not gonna like so they're making the point, but they're also like, Well, and that's why she can't just call the cops and fix it. You know, that's why she has to walk miles and miles to find even a gas station in this abandoned yeah. neighborhood.
1: And possibly part of the reason why she decided to stick around because maybe she just you know, thought trying to get help or trying to go away was uh, a harder or like a more unknown than, you know, going and trying to stick around and help help these people yeah. who could also help her get away, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, she already tried um, on the phone and then talking to the police and it didn't really work that's why she goes back into to to save aj the last time yeah i think it's pretty clear that she's like well if someone's going to save him it's got to be me yeah um but anyway the the point is the the social commentary fit pretty seamlessly in and it actually there was no points we were like okay i get it you know it was like oh i i understand like she can't go to the cops
1: yeah why do you think it was called barbarian
0: well, I, I read a, a little bit about this. Um, there's a couple of interesting notes, um, that I found one is it's on Barbary street. Yep. So there's, th- there's that.
1: I noticed that. Yeah, and it, so it's like of Barbary as yes. the by- barbarian. Yeah. Yep.
0: They're all, so they're also, you know, the barbaric things that he does. So right. He, yep. <laughs> you'd, I would argue that the movie is saying he's the barbarian, the crazy, you know, murderous woman is a victim. Yeah. Um, it's not, she's not the barbarian, even though she's acting that way. It's cause she is, she doesn't, she, she that's all she was taught. So right. there's that. Um, also interestingly, uh, or, or rather the other thing that I found out about it is it was just a placeholder title. Cause it sounded like a good title for, for a movie. Um, and it just sort of stuck. Like okay. you know, after a while they were like, you know what, this is good. This works. This is a good horror movie title. So yeah. I don't think there's any real specific meaning but I'm sure they retconned Barbary street, you know, to, you know, to, to make to make it make a little sense. But that, that's, that's what I found after reading, looking and reading a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's pretty cool too. I, I, you know, I like that there's, you know, potentially different, some different ideas behind it. And I, and I don't even really care if they retconned, you know, if it was a different street or whatever, because I, I, I thought that was a cool thing. Like I was, as I was watching, it, I was like, huh, Barbary street. I wonder if that's sort of, Related to why that's why it's called barbarian, you know. So it got me yeah. thinking, but also it was just kind of like a cool little, little subtle thing.
0: Well, and I like that it makes you think about who the barbarian is, you know, because yeah. you could argue AJ is a barbarian in the way he he yep. treated his coworker, and then also the way he treated Tess the moment the moment he was in any sort of danger. um he immediately abandons everybody else for himself you know right uh, which is you know that's a different side of barbarism you could argue i suppose so i i think it it works really well especially for a placeholder that ended up sticking um you can you, you can make some good uh make some good um meat out of out of that you know so to speak yeah
1: all right. Well, I think we should wrap this up. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about this movie barbarian?
0: Well, I, I, uh, I thought it was pretty like stylishly shot. You know, there was, there were lots of some cool camera stuff. Looked yeah. pretty great. The acting was great. Um, I look forward to seeing if uh, this uh, Zach Kregor is going to do more horror movies. Um, I was impressed enough to want to see whatever he does next.
1: Yeah, me too. Yep, I thought it was uh very well done and you know I'm I'm a huge huge horror fan and I've watched a lot of horror movies and this this is the kind of thing that I'm looking out for because there's so many that's just total crap and it doesn't doesn't do anything. It doesn't matter at all. It's just, you know, they film something and things happen and people die and blood and whatever and, and that's it. And I'm looking for the stuff that has has more to it that there's more layers that that, that there's things that keep you interested that there's you know tension release tension whatever and and this is this movie does all of that really really well
0: well i think any horror movie that can surprise you uh is smart because it knows that you're looking for horror like any i'm more of a casual horror fan but i do enjoy them um and for you, it's even it's even more effective because you, you really know these tropes in and out. But I mean, even yeah. I could see them and you're like, OK, I know where this is headed because most movies just head there. They don't mm-hmm. bother to, to switch it up. You know, maybe there's one twist later on. This one was surprising. You know, like, I, like I laughed out loud, like I said, when when act two kicked in, I was like, mm-hmm. what? I, that is the coolest, most surprising cut, you know, uh, that you can imagine. And then the, 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 to, the complete, I love the way that's one of my favorite things. The contrast between how AJ moves through the world, both yeah. when he's in a good mood and when he's scared to the way Tess, Tess is cautious and she's, she's, she's trying not to put herself in a bad position but she doesn't want to give everything up at the same time. Whereas AJ just blunders through, doesn't care, doesn't pay attention and things have mostly worked out for him. And then, and then when, when uh, the chips are down and, and everyone's afraid, Tess does the right thing and goes back to save somebody. And yeah. AJ throws her off of a water tower. So <laughs> yeah. I, I just love the contrast between the characters and the acts, acts one and two. So yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it.
1: Well, uh, tune in for other podcasts uh, in the future. And uh, yeah, we'll see you around. I caught it on audio. (laughs)